0: You may have walked past one of the world's most valuable and important books and not even known it. A rare copy of Shakespeare's first folio lives here in Aotearoa, and it's not even hidden away in a museum. It's in a glass case in the public Auckland Central Library. It is 400 years old. It is worth $16 million. And Jane Wilde is the Principal Curator of Rare Books at Auckland Central Library. She's here to tell us more. Hi, Jane. Hi, Jessie. Lovely to talk today. Yeah, nice to talk to you as well. Can you explain the folios to those of us who aren't Shakespeare experts?
1: Yeah, well, um, the first folio is the first time that um, a whole collection of William Shakespeare's plays were put together, and they were put together by um, a couple of... Shakespeare's fellow um, King's men, who were also actors, um, with Shakespeare. Shakespeare had died, and they collected up uh, plays. There are 18 of them that wouldn't exist today if there hadn't been a publication that is the yeah. First Folio. So that was in 400 years ago, 1623, and that publication um, survives around the world. They um, think there's around 200 plus copies left. Um and then in the seventeenth century there were there were subsequent folios published. Um but the first folio is kind of like the gold standard really. Um there was a second and a third and a fourth. And we're very lucky um at Auckland Libraries that we have four folios. Um but it's the first folio that really is the one that has the, the conjures up um a very high level of, of excitement and interest.
0: Yeah. What does it look like?
1: Well, it's quite a modest-looking book, really. I mean, um, I think you will have seen in, in Paul Little's article in The Listener, It uh, um, he thought he might have, you know, you might miss it if you kind of walked past the, gold, the glass case. Um, it's it's a kind of um, quite a large book, sort of the size maybe of a, of a phone book, the folio format. Um, it's got a leather cover, Um but, and, and the printing, you know, it's, it's in some senses, it's not such a rare book because often rare books are, you know, there's like two copies, but this one, there are 200 plus. But each book is unique. So when something's existed for 400 years, it's going to have a story. And when people bought the folio, they had it bound to their own taste. And then they started um, reading it and um, writing in it and hmm. Our one's got quite interesting annotations. Someone wrote in, in Latin, I am leggi. I've read it already on quite a few of the title pages. So it's kind of like um, uh-huh. just a reminder that uh, don't don't try that one again. I've, I've already read it. <laughs> um, but there's also some quite um, sort of intriguing um, annotation that researchers get quite interested in. So it's really meant that... Um, People, researchers across the world, have uh, made a pilgrimage to ours, which is the the furthest from where it was printed in London. Um, they reckon it's you know 11,386 miles from the print house. <laughs> so um, so it's that there's now a bit of a, a bit of a circuit where, you know, most recently we've had the retired director of the Royal Shakespeare Company come to have a look at it, on his kind of world tour of first folios. Wow. We've had the um, very well recognised um, academic from Oxford, Emma Smith, who's written almost like a biography of the First Folio, and she came out in 2014 and um, had a very close reading of it. So, um, and then last week we had uh, a party from Hamilton who'd come up on the train. So it, it just attracts people to to see it. Um, it there's something about um, actually getting up close. To the real book um, that that really um is not the same as the online version
0: yeah is it unusual um how close we can get here in New Zealand compared to other copies held around the world?
1: I think it is actually, yeah, I mean and that's that's really because when um Sir George Gregg gave it to the people of Auckland, he could have given it to the university, he could have given it to uh, sort of a closed institution, but he he deliberately said he was giving it to the people. And it's always been seen as something that is belongs to everybody. Um, and um, it is accessible in the sense that um, people can come to the reading room and request to see it. And um, in the words of, of one of my former colleagues, Teresa Graham, you just need clean hands and a good heart. <laughs> and I think the good heart really is code for a reference interview that librarians will hold with you um, just to establish why you want to come and see it um, and just have a bit take a bit of a check um, you'll have to sign a readers register and you'll have to read it in the reading room you'll be supervised when you're reading it but um, it it is a it does evince a real excitement for people to actually get up close to the First Folio—that is the the folio that's meant—that the canon of Shakespeare's works is is so um, kind of distributed uh, in across the world now, mm. and well recognised, um, so well recognised, I guess that, that it comes up in people's in, in phrases that people don't even realise are Shakespearean, but um, yeah, it's a it's a destination really, um, and um, yeah, we can. We had it in the glass case when that listener article came out um, and that was for the month of of May following World First Folio Day which was the 23rd of April where we had a bit of a party to celebrate uh, the first folio. Our first folio has just had quite a lot of preservation treatment which means it is actually easier to handle than it had been because it had quite a tight binding. So we had our expert preservation manager David Ashman do some treatment on it and he talked about that on World First Folio Day. And then we had an academic who, um, Sophie Tomlinson from the university, who came in and really had a very close reading of parts of our of Hamlet and ours and also talked about Hamlet and the summer, summer Shakespeare that the university used to have. And she could have talked for an hour on just one piece of ephemera mm. because um there's so much generated in um, around the productions that there's, there's so much interest in there. So we found that Max Cryer had made the, the crowns for for the production of Hamlet, in might have been 1968 or something like that. <laughs> so um, anyway, we, we've recorded all of that, and I can send you a link to our podcast. So um, if you missed World First Folio Day, oh yeah, you can replay it.
0: Yes, that's great. We'll um, we'll get that up on our website oh. for people who want to seek no. it out. Um, this is a bit of a woo-woo question, but can you feel yeah. the significance of that book when you look at it, when you hold it? Uh,
1: well, I guess, yeah, it sort of it does kind of resonate a bit because um, even though the, the type is quite archaic and they do those Fs for Ss and yeah. um, it, it sort of looks different, um, when you kind of recognise the lines of things like Hamlet and King Lear, um, it, it is... It does seem uh, like it is actually still very, very strong, and I think I think that's what people get from it, really. Um, so yeah, do come and have a look. I'll I'll drop you some of our ephemera as well, um, so you can get a sense of a section of the of the type.
0: Yeah. Sixteen million dollars. Did I have that right?
1: <laughs> well, um, I think the prices vary, um, and I think. Uh, it, you can't necessarily say that the one price will be the same on a, you know, every because every item is different, mm. every copy is different. Um, you'd have you'd have to get a um, an antiquarian book dealer to really um, comment well, ballpark, on ballpark
0: though. It's a valuable a ballpark, book.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a very desirable book. Put it that way.
0: Mm. Yeah. Does it belong Absolutely. in a public library? A book that's um, worth that much money?
1: Well, I think that's a, that's the that's the wonderful thing about what public libraries can be is the, the University of the People, really, and it's um, built on bequests from people through the years who've had that commitment to future generations having access to lit- great literature. So, um, you know, we, we we know our deed of gift um, from St George Gray means the council has got this item um, in trust for the people of Auckland, so... Um, it's a. It's it, that That's one wonderful item in the collection. But no, no chance
0: others. they'll um, throw it in with the airport shares to try and shore <laughs> up some of the budget. Uh,
1: I think. I think that um, airport shares decision has been made, and yeah, I can't comment on on any other decision. No, the
0: question though, though is, made. do they have the ability to sell it if they want to?
1: I. I would. I would um, question that in, in the sense that it's um, the deed of gift is is sound. So mm. yeah. Okay. Um, I'm hoping that Aucklanders and people around the world can continue to visit it. Um, Of course, if they can't visit it, they can still see it online because the other thing that's happened with our um, digitisation recently means that we've actually got the entire work um, online and you can kind of zoom into it and get even closer um, from home. Um, Mm. So I'll give you that link as well to share.
0: Thank you. Is it our most valuable book?
1: Uh, it could be um, that's another one where we'll probably have to get some experts
0: yeah.
1: um, to, to do a bit of revaluing. Uh, what we're having coming up quite soon is a, a medieval manuscript exhibition, and those are incredibly valuable because they're, they're basically the illustrations are illuminated with real gold and real <laughs> silver and other wow. um, fine um, things like lapis lazuli for the for the blue, and those are unique. You know, there's this one book of ours, the Rossetti book of ours. There'll only be the one copy. It's a manuscript. It's not a printed item. So, um, so those will be um, incredibly valuable. But they're also valuable for the stories they tell. Of course, and for the for the items that they are. So, hoping that um, you and and other people can come in and enjoy that. Um, It'll, that'll happen in August.
0: Jane, which book in the collection do you love the most? Uh,
1: it changes. It changes. Um, one, I think, might be um, what we call the Tupper book, which were um, samples of bark cloth and um, Tapa, um, across the They were collected by Cook on his travels, um, and this book was turned into a sort of scrapbook sampler, um printed in 1787 wow. and i just love um the the story it tells yeah. and the, the sampling of a lot of tapa that is actually incredibly rare now because you know when you put something in a book like a scrapbook it actually stays in really good condition so um we're actually able to learn more about some of the, the tapa from from different parts of the pacific by looking into that one so today, today I'll say the
0: type of book, yeah. Okay. all well, makes a pretty good case for coming and checking out some of the things you've got at Auckland Central Library. Thank totally. you for taking us through this. Take care of that first folio, and um, really nice to you hear will. a bit more of that story today. Thank you, Jane. It's a
1: pleasure.
0: Soon. Jane Wilde, Principal Curator of Rare Books at Auckland Central Library on the Shakespeare's first folio, which lives here in New Zealand.